0: On today's episode, I'm talking about peacekeeping versus peacemaking in relationships. Do you know what the differences are? And do you know which one you are? This is the Esteemed Life Podcast, and I am your host, Michelle Hall. I talk about resilience, self-love, and healing for women who had adverse childhood experiences. It is my desire to encourage, inspire, and educate you, and to let you know that you are not alone in your struggle. Healing is possible. I know because I am a living testimony of healing and resilience. Let's get into this episode. Hello, esteemed one. April is National Child Abuse Prevention Month. I mention this because perhaps you were abused as a child and grew up into a hurting adult. That is what happened to me. You know, the more adverse childhood experiences you have, the greater the risk for negative outcomes later in life. You have probably heard the saying that hurt people hurt people. If child abuse could be prevented on a large scale, there wouldn't be so many hurting adults in the world. Now, wouldn't that be nice? So I want to spread awareness this month, and I would like for you to join me. Share the hashtags, Child Abuse Prevention Month, and Thriving Families in your social media posts. These children are our future, and they don't have a voice. Let's do what we can to prevent child abuse. Okay, on today's episode, we're talking Peacekeeping versus peacemaking. How do you know the difference? Well, I'm going to start out with a scenario and two responses. One will be a peacekeeping response and the other will be a peacemaking response. Let's say we have a married couple who is getting ready to relocate to another state. They are going from a two-income household to down to a one-income household. The husband wants to purchase a new truck before the move is made. This was not a part of their original plan. They are going from two-household income to a one-household income, so the wife can focus on getting a professional certification before returning to work. A truck payment was not in the plan and will put a strain on the household budget. It is a bill that they don't need because there's nothing wrong with the truck that he has. But the husband insists that he has to have this new truck before they move to their new location. Okay, wife response number one. Honey, I understand that you want this new truck, but right now is not the best time to get it. We have expenses related to the move, and it will be a while before I am working again. Let's discuss what might be a better time for us to take on another car payment. It's not that I'm opposed to you getting a new truck, but perhaps it would be better for us to get settled in our new location and see what our budget will be looking like in the next few months. Wife response number two. Faye, I know you really want this new truck, but you know now is probably not the best time to get it. Remember, we agreed that I would not be going back to work right away after we move so I can focus on getting my certification. But I know that you will be disappointed if you don't get it, right? I don't want to disappoint you. I can just find a job right away when we move to help with the bills. It's okay. I can study for my certification at night when I get home from work. We'll just have to make the budget work. Which response is peacekeeping and which is peacemaking? If you said response number one was peacemaking, you would be correct. In this response, the wife is confident and firm when telling her husband why this purchase is not a good idea right now. She is not mean or nasty about it, and she explained how the purchase will put financial stress, unnecessary financial stress, on the family. She did not take purchasing the truck off the table, but talks about how they could possibly work the truck into the budget after getting settled in at their new location. And response number two is peacekeeping. Notice how the wife's voice changed when she was talking to her husband about what he wanted. Also notice how quickly she acquiesced about not working right away. She sacrificed her time away from work by volunteering to go to work immediately which is not what they had agreed upon. She had no consideration for herself and she made it all about him, all about him getting what he wanted so he wouldn't be disappointed. So let me give you some peacekeeping tendencies. Uh, People-pleasing, doormat behavior, lack of confidence and self-esteem, codependency, Anxiety and or depression. here are a few peacemaking tendencies: reasonable and level-headed shows grace to others, listens well and shares wisdom, confident, has the fruit of the spirit, which are love, joy peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. It's about how you handle conflict. Peacekeeping is about maintaining peace and harmony in the relationship. It involves creating a a calm and harmonious environment. This approach focuses on managing and minimizing conflict rather than resolving it completely. Peacekeeping is often given a negative connotation, but peacekeeping is not all bad. Sometimes it is the better way to go. Sometimes it's just better to keep the peace. You know, pick your battles, right? Not everything has to be a debate. Other times, peacekeeping is the avoidance of something that really needs resolution. Most people don't like conflict or confrontations. You may find it difficult to express your position effectively because you are afraid. Fear can be a powerful force in your life if you let it. Perhaps you are afraid to oppose someone because you don't want to upset them or rock the boat. You just want everything to resolve itself and go away. (laughs) It would be nice if that was how it worked, but it rarely works that way. That approach this just leaves things unresolved and festering. You may be afraid because you don't have confidence in yourself or you have low self-esteem or self-worth. In this situation, you don't feel like you have the right to voice your opinion. So you either don't say anything at all or you relent very quickly. So I have a confession to make. I am more of a peacekeeper. At least I was earlier in my adult life. I remember after I was married, how my mother-in-law worked diligently to break me up with her oldest son. How dare me marry him and take him away from her, right? She played all kinds of silly games. She was passive aggressive with it, though. She would be nice in my face, but would be plotting plotting behind my back to pit me and my husband against each other. Once I realized what was going on, I just kind of chose to ignore it because I really wanted peace in the family. I wanted everything to be smooth and, you know, just flowing well, like it should be. Hoping that she would stop the shenanigans, but she didn't. And eventually, I had to end my relationship with her because it actually got worse after my son was born. And I was just, I don't know if it was because I was getting older and just didn't give a darn anymore, or I just got fed up with it. I don't know what it was, but I really had to terminate my relationship with her. And it wasn't something that I really wanted to do because I knew that it would have a significant effect on my husband. But I really needed to do it for my own peace of mind. There is a scripture in Romans 12, verse 18, that says, If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. That is an indication to me that it is not possible to live at peace with everyone. So I had to do what I felt was best for me and my mental health. I had dealt with that for at least 15 years. I think I did my part in trying to live at peace. Why was I peacekeeping instead of peacemaking? Like I said, I wanted everything to be smooth. So I just let her do her thing and no one checked her on it. And that stemmed from my aversion to conflict. I didn't learn how to resolve conflict as a kid and I really didn't know how to do it as an adult. I had low self-esteem because of the abuse from my childhood and I didn't want to upset anyone. My experiences shaped how I behaved until I decided to take that behavior captive and decided to do something different. Peacemaking, on the other hand, involves actively seeking resolution to conflicts and creating a more intimate and fulfilling relationship. This approach requires open and direct communication, addressing issues head-on, and finding solutions together. Peacemakers have confidence in themselves and can clearly articulate their point of view. Peacemaking can be more effective in the long run because it promotes a deeper understanding and connection between partners. In the two responses that I gave at the beginning of the episode, you can probably figure out which way response number one ended up. That response was clearly a peacemaking example. And although I didn't give the husband's response, I'm guessing he did not get that new truck before they moved. If you find yourself peacekeeping when you want to be peacemaking, you can start by building your confidence and self-esteem. You can also do these five things. Number one, improve your communication skills. Make sure to listen actively to your partner and express yourself clearly and respectfully. Avoid using accusatory language or attacking your partner's character during disagreements. Instead, focus on the issue at hand and work towards finding a solution together. Number two, practice empathy. Empathy is the ability to understand and share your partner's feelings. It allows you to see things from your partner's perspective. Try to put yourself in your partner's shoes discussing a difficult issue, and show that you understand their point of view. One of Stephen Covey's seven habits of highly effective people is to seek first to understand and then to be understood. Number three, take responsibility. It is important to take responsibility for your actions in a relationship, even when you make a mistake especially when you make a mistake. Acknowledge your faults and work towards making things right. Do not play the blame game. This will help to build trust and respect between partners and promote a peaceful environment. Number four, set boundaries. Boundaries are essential in any healthy relationship. Make sure to set clear boundaries with your partner and respect each other's space and privacy. This will help to avoid mistakes and conflicts that can arise when one partner feels their boundaries have been crossed. Number five, practice forgiveness. Everyone makes mistakes and it is important to be able to forgive your partner when they do. Holding grudges and resentment can lead to a toxic relationship. So make sure to work towards forgiving and moving on from past mistakes. Tell yourself every day that you are worthy to share your point of view and to be heard. Be intentional about it. And before long, you will be a strong and powerful peacemaker. Until next time. Thank you for joining me for the Esteemed Life Podcast. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, please go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review.